I'm thankful for Ogun's ability to provide ridiculous scenarios that can help us to think about things. Like, what, what, if, what if it were that kind of end uh, gossip, like positive? So one of the, one I'm of thankful the for it. We, one of the <laughs> questions that we didn't get to is, are you grateful for hardships? And Keisha, <laughs> one of my greatest hardships. <laughs> conversation on life and faith over a craft brew pint of fine wine, whatever happens to be in your glass. Catch new episodes weekly as the Reverend Shannon Meacham, Ogan Holder, and a special guest address and engage what's happening through a theological lens, usually with a good brew in hand. Today we welcome Keisha McKinsley back. Yay, Keisha. Yay. Keisha is the interim program officer at Auburn, or Auburn Seminary. Excuse me. Um, Keisha believes that all people have inherent worth and dignity, which is why we ask her on the show. Because um, even Ogan and I must fit in there somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. Somewhere. So, so does the aforementioned Kanye. So. so does the aforementioned Kanye. If you listen, if you are one of our Patreon listeners and heard our pre-show banter, um, we deserve a world where all of us can flourish, and that people of all faiths must be um, must help to make a world of that pos- that world of possibility wow. real i am having wow. trouble today you I, have not i have not even started drinking i promise wow i'm blowing up my text right now <laughs> i'm making my text bigger right this moment we're we're, we're at that age at that i age. am at that age i'm not gonna lie i'm waiting I for my progressives am... to arrive in the mail as we speak i'm wearing mine well yeah. there you go you were yeah Words were going the by, and I, I could see like one out of every three of them. That's that was my reality at that moment. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! We know, we know. You can show your love for Pub Theology Live by becoming a supporter on Patreon, starting at two dollars a month and going up. And as uh, Shannon mentioned, this is when you can start hearing our pre and post show discussions. Today on our pre show, we are. We continue what I affectionately call our Kanye 2024 watch and just all the latest stuff with Kanye West because he never fails to disappoint. Um, um, last I think week, he always fails to disappoint. <laughs> I think that's what you're going for. Last week in our, in our post show, we also continued some more talk about uh, veterans who continued that conversation. So you want to get in on that and just start at two bucks. You have access to also some extended interviews. I just did one today with an amazing guest um, talking about Mary Magdalene and mm-hmm. some of those gospels. So um, I will have that up uh, later this week. You can visit patreon.com slash PT life to get started. A big thank you to our current patrons. You can also watch clips from the show and join our conversation on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, using the hashtag PT live. And quickly, I'm still plugging my no shave November movement in which we uh, we men put down our razors and our grooming for one month and use and sorry donate the money we would have saved to the organization No Shave November to grow awareness and funds for cancer research. This is why I'm starting to look more and more like the woolly mammoth. Um, and it's for the first time this month I am not 
I'm not shaving the head at all, so the hair's coming in. And Derek's very upset about how much more gray he is than you, by the way. I just well, you know, the, these 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 <laughs> things happen. Um, somebody somebody uh, said uh, we thought you shaved your head because you had bald spots and you want to cover it up. You have hair. We're we're still surprised. And then somebody said, you know, I I like the beard for the first time this year. So, um, oh, yeah, I'm well, getting all, all sorts of compliments. All sorts of compliments. Right? All so, right. Exactly. So, noshave.org slash member slash Ogun H if you want to help me out. Well, he's not a Patreon member yet, but I do want to give a shout out to my friend Brad, who we talked about in our Veterans Day episode. Um, he is now one first of class our- seaman, First class seaman. First Brad. class seaman. He is now chief officer, but nonetheless, he pointed out to me. He's but- chief seaman? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> is, that a, is that a title? Uh, I don't know, but it should be. Should be. Um, but he's now a faithful listener. He's like, oh my God, I love it. Nice. So, you know, share with your friends. They want to yeah. know about us too. Today we are discussing American Thanksgiving with one um, current- American. One, one American on the show. <laughs> well, I was trying to figure out a way to say it because Ogan became a citizen. So he's now uh, an American true, as well. True. But, um, you know, one, one, uh, I don't even want to, I don't, yeah. One of us. One, one person for whom celebrating Thanksgiving has been a fixture yeah. in your life okay. since birth, I guess. And it's been a, and and admittedly, it's been a big one, you know. So, um, so I look yeah. to hearing about that. So here we go. So, um, do you all? Let me ask before we ask what your favorite part is. Have you been partaking in a Thanksgiving meal since being in the states? On and yes. off. On like, and off. Inconsistently. Uh, depending on which communities I was living in at the time and who there were some people for whom bringing in students who didn't have somewhere to go was a a way that they practiced the holiday so I was often a beneficiary of that. Was it mostly can I ask was it mostly like people's families or was it like a friendsgiving where it was a mismatch of people? Mostly people's families. I'm trying to think back. Yeah, mostly people's families until until maybe the last five years, and then it's included more friendsgivings. Sure, sure. And Ogan, you've been part of an American family for a while, so I, I have been. And even when I was in college, I was living in a town with family. So okay. So from I when did I come? Nineteen twenty. From the time I turned twenty, I was have been participating in in Thanksgiving. So what is what is your favorite part not, of the not in, traditional we meal? We haven't figured out what we're drinking yet. We got to do drinks. Oh, I'm so sorry. I am all kinds of off. We're all over the place today, <laughs> and you're probably the one that need it most right now. I I am I'm drinking hard liquor today. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I think you need it, or maybe not. No, I think I do. I very much think I do. Well, either way, Keisha, what are you drinking as a? I'm drinking today? water. It's one of those days. I think oh. it's actually raining now. It's been really misty and kind of gray and uh, low clouds over the Hudson River this morning and so I'm just drinking some water yeah, yeah. we are we are all is it rainy Baltimore too is it just uh, all of us on the sea seaboard here suffering no well that's so, what I'm saying you're in New York I'm in Boston she's in Baltimore uh, so I wasn't in New York this weekend so I wasn't was, gotcha. this okay. okay that's the confusion so uh no it did not rain today Okay. Yeah, we got then. Yeah, it, it's all. It, it might be coming down your way then. Yeah, I'm sure it's all it is. And it's make me very depressed. <laughs> Snowed yesterday. It's the whole thing. 
Not a um, lot of snow. So, so we have water. Ogan, what are you? I'm, uh, I'm drinking the finest dark ale that Trader Joe's has ever produced. <laughs> the Black Toad. It the Black not a good, Toad. Not That's a good not beer a good shopping thing. week for me. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I, I was a, a few minutes late because I, um, on my way home from therapy, I had to stop at the liquor store, which tells you how great <laughs> therapy went. Um, nice. Wow. <laughs> but, but they had... Um, so I'm hoping this will appear on the show later, but they had Mel Mad Elf out, and I usually miss it. So I got Ooh. two Trogues. Trogues um, Mad Elf oh. is a seasonal um, beer that is delicious. So we always, they only produce a little bit of it every year, and we always seem to miss it. So I haven't had it in a few years. So I, I, awesome. I had to resist buying a whole case of it, I have to admit. You should have bought the case. I but bought you. I'm making my Trader Joe's beer fancy. I, 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 I pull oh, up the snifter. So I am drinking um, a very large glass of vodka cranberry today. Holy crap. Yeah. There's a lot of cranberry in it. I'm not going to lie. but Really? I don't know. You'll never know because I poured it already. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. You may know in about 20 to 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah. We will, we will know. We'll, we'll time that. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so now that we've had, although I will say one of the most favorite parts of the Thanksgiving meal, right, is the wine, the wine that comes mm -hmm. to the table. So, um, so besides the wine or the beverage of choice at the table, I'm thinking ahead. I, right, because I I don't know I don't know if I've been at a winey Thanksgiving. Oh. Yet. I've that's, been at whiny the, Thanksgivings and I've been at whiny Thanksgivings. <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say they both occur and 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 the wine is probably the way a lot of us get through it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah that's for sure. I mean, not anymore. Not anymore for me because um, we don't do extended family Thanksgivings anymore because mm. um, we don't do extended family. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, um, but moving on, uh, so I, I will fully admit, I love every part of the meal and I love every part of cooking the meal. When you say the meal, are you referring to like turkey okay. and roasted corn and what? So we have, I, in fact, I have a document in my Evernote that has the Thanksgiving meal. Oh, okay, cool. Dear God. Okay. <laughs> You're like hardcore. That. Okay. So we have, we fixed a turkey stuffing. It is sage stuffing in my family. Okay. Inside the turkey is true stuffing. Um, mashed potatoes, yes, green bean casserole because it's delicious, let's not lie. Um, sweet potatoes, um, usually mashed with no marshmallow on top because, you know, they're just That's delicious. foul, like marshmallow. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't understand that. Like it's, foul. You know, it's not, it's not. Um, we do have corn. I do make deviled eggs. The deviled eggs were an addition just because they're we're an excuse to have deviled eggs, right? Like yeah, I just grow up with deviled eggs um, at the table. Rolls, you have to have both. We, in our family, we have to have both crescent rolls and yeast rolls okay. because we have mm. people at the table that love both. And this is, this is a meal about you getting whatever you love, right? Mm -hmm. it, it, like there's the traditional turkey stuffing, blah, blah, blah. Gra gravy, of course. Um, mm -hmm. Pies include pecan, pumpkin, sweet potato, and then chocolate because the kids. Okay. <laughs> so okay. that's the where, where you Where you with the cranberry? You, you can sauce you slice or like- We don't do any cranberry. Cool. 
Wow. Sign college. Rebel. Except for with my vodka. <laughs> oh, no, no. That's that's part of what I look forward to the most. That that turkey. I've never been a cranberry. Oh no. You know, no. The turkey and I mean, you know, we, we gotta we gotta over sugar the cranberry, otherwise we're not getting it down. Cranberry. Wait, so you you prepare the cranberries yourself? It's not the canned stuff? Well, I don't do nothing. I just show up. And <laughs> be clear about that. Um, but oh, mac and cheese. I forgot about mac and cheese. Oh yes, mac and of cheese. Of course, mac, mac and, and cheese. cheese. Of course, mac and cheese. Um, yeah. So the so so I've had a lot of dinners where both have showed up, like made mm-hmm. from scratch, or like go to Whole Foods. Mm-hmm. It's made from actual real cranberries. Right. Or you know. Or like the jelly the, out of the can. That's right. Just Older black. generations seem to like like that jelly weirdness um so i like it too like i i don't i didn't have anything to compare it to and to me it just functions as dessert see the first few thanksgivings i had i experienced were that can thing Mm -hmm. which i thought was cool until Mm -hmm. i actually had like real stuff okay and then it was like there was no going back to the cans after that um but 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 for me that that it that that sweet moisture kind of goes nice with the turkey mm-hmm. and and especially you know if the turkey got a little bit dried out there's that and you know, <laughs> i can't i can't the, i can't like, right come, now come I'm on stay with me stay with me you got it you can you can you can control you can handle no, I'm, I'm um, so so yes i am um i avoid i avoid a lot of the white starchy stuff mm-hmm. the mashed potatoes um, mashed potatoes yeah, not, not about that like all the things that are um, delicious. Well, here, here's the thing with mashed mashed potatoes. Uh, honestly, they're just kind of bland, and then you gotta fix them. No, not if you know how to cook. Well, okay, I'm not throwing anybody who's cooked a meal under the bus that I've eaten. I'm just saying. You know what the secret is? You want to hear my secret to mashed potatoes? Butter, cream cheese, and butter. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. I might, yeah. I might get down with that. Cream cheese and butter, mm-hmm. and then a little bit of garlic, salt, pepper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For the first year, uh, um, Sarah's family—they live on the shore of Maryland. They introduced me to oyster stuffing, which yeah. is not growing on me yet. No, that's a big thing around here. And I grew up in the South, and where there was a lot of cornbread stuffing. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and that's not bad. But my mother and and her family, which is where a lot of my Thanksgiving tradition food came from was very much a sage stuffing from the Midwest. Um, So that's, but, and for me, like the more sage, the better, right? The more herb um, and and the kids hate it. They absolutely hate it. And, and it's just so full. I mean, the, the amount of herbs that go into this thing is ridiculous. And I, I just love every bit of it. But my cooking's that way too. It's just full of, now what's what's interesting what's interesting for me as um this is also the time so growing up end of november whole month of november but especially the end growing up in barbados this is when we celebrate our independence november 30th is independence day so there's so there's no for me there's growing up again i i like that you stressed american thanksgiving because i was going to ask were there other kinds Mm -hmm. Um, and and for me even though i enjoyed the food because for me that's really all it's about it's about the food um yeah growing up in barbados the big the big food emphasis was was christmas like christmas everything yeah. everything and then yeah. some um 
here in America, there isn't that heavy a food emphasis at as much at Christmas time, but it really comes in at Thanksgiving. So, so for me, Thanksgiving is, has always been a nice, like reminiscent of the big Christmas extravaganza food wise that I would have back home. Yeah, that, that's how it feels to me. And like even the, the focus on family and people spending time together as in like this, I think there's two mythologies. There's the political stuff that we can get to later or the historical stuff. But there's also the mythology about community and families spending time together and um, reconnection and gratitude and all of that. And that, or that whole civic spirit, I think, was what I grew up with being attached to Christmas instead. And yes. also there's a festival in the UK called the Harvest Festival, which happens around September or so. So that's when all the big pumpkins come out just before that um, Halloween. So the big pumpkins come out, you do canned goods for the local food bank. Um, there's a whole emphasis on charitable contributions and stuff like that. So all of that, I feel, is folded into the way that there's this cultural mythology around Thanksgiving as the time for generosity of spirit and kind of uh, caring for others and so forth. Yeah, and I think for me, that's where so so i'll just a little bit right like i um i grew up in a town called bowling green kentucky and every year for thanksgiving my great-grandmother would come wasn't that where they had the massacre that yes the, the infamous bowling green massacre, massacre. Absolutely. Gotcha. um and i've written an i've written a really great blog post on that actually <laughs> if you want to go out and find it um actually bowling green was a really big refugee center um we I mean, especially from oh. the Bosnian refugees, a lot. Um, and my former mother-in-law did actually, she worked directly with them. Um, and so they're, in fact, in later years, they've now moved to a different part. But in, late, in the last few years, um, that was their Thanksgiving at their house. My, my former in-laws was, was all of her students from all over the world, you know. And my favorite story about that was one of them came in and was very, I think she was from the Sudan, and she was very distressed and very upset about the size of the chicken on the table. Like, <laughs> that was not natural. And my former mother-in-law had to explain to her that it was a turkey and yeah. not a chicken and that, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah, that's um, fair though. It's fair. It is fair. fair. And I will say a couple years ago, um, we have a sister church in Cuba and we were in Cuba over Thanksgiving and they attempted to recreate a Thanksgiving meal. Mm. And it was very sweet. It was also very weird. And, and we do a lot of things to our turkey that now disturb me having had turkey in other parts of the world. So <laughs> I'll, I'll throw that out there. Much smaller turkeys. There are much in terms of how, in terms of how you raise the turkey. That's yeah, in terms talking. of how you raise the turkey. Exactly. Okay. I mean, much we, we do to a lot of our animals in the beginning. Right. It's you know, right. it's always best that we never see what happens before, I mean, before that some, turkey gets in the store freezer. It's just, it's some argue it's everyone. best. Some argue it's not okay. <laughs> you know that we don't know what happens, but nonetheless. If so, we want to have a good Thanksgiving, it's best we don't know. It is okay. I will give you that. So you my, have, you can have a turkeyless Thanksgiving. You could. You without going you know, the tofurkey route. I mean, I, let's I don't really be honest. Okay. The, the Please don't say that is... word out loud. Please don't say that word out loud. <laughs> I am so That's what you want. <laughs> I am no tofurkey fan at all, but I will say that the turkey is my least favorite part of Thanksgiving. Huh? The turkey is there to give me the gravy. That's what the turkey's for. Okay. Also fair. Yeah. And the that's like my friends who only eat cake for frosting. 
yes. Like guilty. It's the, guilty. It's the vehicle for stuffing and gravy. Like I that's guess. what turkey is, you know, and a little bit of protein and whatever. Yeah, let's give it that. Um, so my great grandmother would come. She lived in uh, Muscatine, Iowa, and she would come. She would spend her uh, winters in Florida, and she would she would stop at our house at Thanksgiving every year. And my uncle Ralph would drive her, which was her husband's brother and his wife Molly. And they would stay at the Holiday Inn with the indoor pool and the blah, blah, right? Like, and so every year Thanksgiving was this huge, beautiful celebration in the midst of, um, it, it was joy in a very dark household because she just brought, I mean, she was true to her name, right? She was, she just brought this light and this love and this joy and this grace to, to anywhere she went. And so that, I think I, it became my favorite holiday very quickly for that reason. Um, and so, you know, we've continued that on in life. And, you know, as a pastor, I don't get a lot of holidays that right. are, that are not working holidays. Um, I basically get 4th of July and Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) Um, And so this has for me become that thing where I don't travel on Easter and Christmas for obvious reasons. And I've stopped traveling on Thanksgiving just because I need, I need the time. And I, and we have, Derek and I have created a household of safety and hospitality um but the very thing we said when we got married in october and we only had there were only like 40 people in our wedding and the exact thing we said to the the restaurant that we were having the wedding at was we want it to feel like a big thanksgiving meal not the food Mm. part but the community Mm -hmm. part environment yeah yeah and so for both of us it's our favorite holiday for that reason and Mm. and that that community that extended table feeling um as we get into the history part of that you know that's the that's the part that i struggle with the most is you know as we dismantle the the hurtful parts of the history of the story of thanksgiving um that's the part that for me is the hardest to get rid of is Mm -hmm. the that it was a holiday based around extending a table Mm -hmm. Um, if that makes sense. Well, so like I, I empathize with that. And so my question is more like, why couldn't we just abolish Thanksgiving, but institute community day? If the community thing is part of what you want to preserve, like you, why you're not just, just... Trying, you're just trying to piss people off now. I can do that. <laughs> why? <laughs> but like, if, if that's what is at the heart of people's most deeply felt nostalgia and uh, warm feelings about it, the period. I mean, for some, people, for some people, it's more that they get time off work and that's right. what makes them feel good about the, the holiday. But if the core of it is having time preserved to be community together, well, you shouldn't, first of all, need a federal holiday to be able to do that. We should have a society where that's possible to do every day, but it's nice to have time that's dedicated for it, where that aligns with your work schedules and so forth. So it's nice to have big dreams. Yeah. Like uh, people, pe- listen, we're not going to get together with each other unless we get the day off to do it because we've become, we've become so work centric and yeah, we've agreed. become so many of us are strapped. Agreed. You know, we were talking about this before, like, yep. you know, you mentioned your, your grocery store, your, mm-hmm. 
your corner store is going to be open on Thanksgiving day. And I'm, and, and you thought you were saying, Hey, how unfair is that for people who have to work? I'm like, they're not going to find trouble getting people to come work those shifts. Cause, yeah. cause unfortunately unfortunately because people right. are so people hard need up. the work yes. people need the work people people need the money and and i say you said tell them thank you because people need an excuse to sometimes get away from their family mm-hmm. so there's that there's that too mm-hmm. um you know so so it's it's become a very also commercially driven thing what with the day after oh, sorry the black was it black friday day after thanksgiving sales right. which are going on um now which, now as well which which in in all honesty as much as we make fun of that for like or or have issue with like oh you've just extended this sale and black friday's every day now and blah blah blah. like isn't that better though like then we're then this like concentrated people trampling over each other part of that but that they still do tradi- it that's tradition and that's they still do part it. of what's become like, that's i think part of as much a part of american thanksgiving tradition than anything else okay, as much but, as people bemoan all of that you still have hundreds of people who will freely admit that they just they just do it for the fun of it at this mm-hmm. point well and and i think i mean not to here's my poking the bear right like there's family tradition in that as well mm-hmm. oh yeah like going you know my sister my sister loves a black friday sale right like she is on her computer all day the day after and god love her for it because i've gotten some really great things out of that but like <laughs> but but extending that to me has only like it, online shopping and extending those sell, sales has only made for me that it's released that pressure. You know, it's made me feel like, oh my God, if I, if I, I don't have to do this today, I can do it some other time, sure. you know? Um, yeah. And so it's actually freed me up, if you will, you know, as, as a woman with four children to give Christmas, to provide Christmas for, like these sales are important for me. Yeah. Not but I don't it. have to, I no longer have to take time out of my, like, no, honey, I can't play with you right now because mommy has to, go shopping for you know these reasons right it's freed me up in that way that's why you take the kids and you blindfold them (laughs) what yeah because that's always (laughs) i i think also like i i feel you on the this is a time where you can afford to get the things that you want for your family and okay i wonder about that part of the subculture as well because i i don't remember Maybe it's because we just didn't have it, so we didn't pretend that we could get it <laughs> at, at right. Christmas. So, right. like, I, I don't remember in our household like this angst around getting perfect prices for the Christmas holidays. In part because there were no perfect prices because mm-hmm. we had a certain budget, and um, and that moderated our ex- expectations as children. But I understand it's a different world now, and there's a whole network of advertising in children's TV and in in parents' magazines and in the wider culture around um, certain times of year. These are all the federal holidays, for example. These are times when you can expect uh, Macy's to be on sale and the President's Day sale and the local auto shop sale and da-da-da-da-da. And I now think that none of those sales actually mean anything except for those really deep years, Prime Day being one of them for Amazon, and perhaps still Black Friday, where they do substantial cuts enough to entice you to spend your coin. I feel like it's it's all a cycle. 
and I, manipulation. I would love to talk about this, Brian, if you're listening. Okay, I would love to talk I was about say, but by the way, I, I just quit Amazon. I, I you did. You did. Did not renew my Prime membership. I will. I would. I, will I would absolutely love to have a conversation around shopping and Christmas and all of that. The closer we get to that, I for for our household. So we're a blended family, right? And and not only is it about not being able to afford for our like just because Derek and I are both servants to the Lord. God bless you. <laughs> um, and there's no tithe now, so you don't get right. paid out of the temple store. <laughs> um, and 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 honestly, both of their our our children's other parents default that way, default mm-hmm. to the big presents. Um, and we sat down with the kids actually not too long ago, and they were very clear with us that like. We get all these presents and it's fun for a day and then we don't care anymore. And they, like, they were able to do that and they were able to articulate. Um, so th- for Christmas this year, they're getting their rooms redone. They're, we're painting, we're, you know, whatever, right? Like something that they really wanted. For me, what kind, it, of, what kind of monster parents are you guys? For I'm Christmas, amazing. we got to paint your rooms. I'm amazing, mom. What? Uh, I am absolutely, I'm the best. So I'm going to have to advocate for your kids now. <laughs> no. So, so honestly, what I, I mean, this is what I do for, for a household on a budget, mm-hmm. what we are. Um, we need some new towels right now. We need some new sheets. Like, you know, the wedding ones have gone away from 15, don't, 20 years don't, ago. <laughs> don't wrap towels for your kids on Christmas. No, like, but this you, is what you I want a mutiny, Friday for. If you want a mutiny. Give your kids towels with that painted room. But listen, no, I'm, I'm a whole will. adult now. I love socks. You okay? love, right? I need socks so but you're, bad right but now. But you're not nine. So <laughs> you're not nine. Of course you love I'm not saying socks. I'm- I love socks. I, listen, starting last year, I've had to wear two or three pairs at a time. I'm talking about using these sales yeah, to right. get Renovate the necessities the yeah. that we need. Sure. Yeah. And we're just not able to go out and buy them whenever we can because that's not our budget, right? Mm-hmm. But I can buy them when they're 75% off for Absolutely. this one day. So so anyway, all of that is just to say that this is, there is a reality, there's a balance there of like, so, but but let me just say this, right? Like being able to do that for my family, that's also about family. Yeah. That's also about yeah. community is yeah. to be able to say, these are some necessities that we need. Mm-hmm. Not everybody is out there going out to buy a 120 inch TV mm-hmm. on Black Friday. Mm-hmm. Like I'm looking for towels on sale, mm-hmm. you know? Like mm-hmm. literally if you see some, send them my way, friends. That's I got you. Man. At, at RevMeach. <laughs> you, you put those lore on the Thanksgiving, on the Black Friday day shopping list. You know, you gotta, prior, you gotta prioritize that stuff. You gotta get electronics first, toy second, you See, know, we've got and all then that. You, and then you can get the household items because ain't nobody, ain't nobody, you know. Oh my gosh. Is there anything for better towels? than getting out of the shower and a big fluffy <laughs> towel? Is there anything better than that? Come on. <sighs> you know, you know, it's cool. you know, do you, do you ever done this? You run the towel in the dryer for Ugh. like a good 15 minutes before you go into the shower, quick shower, and then that towel is also warm. That's the bomb. Well, so let's, so let's get back to Thanksgiving a little bit, right? <laughs> Now that we're way off on Black Friday, let's get back to Thanksgiving. (laughs) 
So, so as we, as we, I, I, I want to leave some room at the end for, um, for, well, let's, let's jump into it, right? Okay. Like this isn't actually part of a question. Let's jump into a little bit of, um, Keisha, you found a, a great article on real Thanksgiving kind of thing, like debunking mm -hmm. the myth. Um, nope. which one of those? I don't know. I, I didn't click on the, okay. what do you like? What do you, as, as a, um, non-American entering this conversation, Yes. what is it that you have learned that you see needs to be told about this holiday? That there are native people still living in the U S who should be the first people that we ask about that. Yeah. Like I think, I think that the, um, the recurring absence or repression of indigenous voices in conversations about Columbus Day and uh, Thanksgiving and Independence Day and other key uh, US holidays is a travesty. And I, I, as somebody who came in, into the country and my choice was to try to uh, listen to and learn from indigenous people here um, in part to help shape my sense of the country outside of the civic mythology about it. So I think I talked about that a little bit last time that yeah. it was important to me to learn from indigenous people about the US because I understand the project itself is um, is a problem. <laughs> the country itself yeah. So I'm looking at this article you sent us and we'll put I this up not, on Facebook, by the way. I did not know this. So for some native tribes, Thanksgiving is a day of mourning. Yes. Yeah. So for the yeah. past 48 years, the United American Indians of New England have organized a rally on a day of mourning on November 22nd. Mm -hmm. So Thanksgiving Day is a reminder of the genocide of millions of native people, the theft of native land, and the relentless assault on native culture. So I think you know we've had in the National Day of Mourning honor Native ancestors and the struggles of Native peoples to survive today. I did not know that was a thing. Yeah. Wow. So we had a conversation on around Halloween when um, Eli was on, when Rabbi Eli was on about about actually moving past the religious, you know, conversation into just saying this is an American holiday. Blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is very different, right? Mm -hmm. Like this isn't just about separating like well let's right like let's just make this day community day cuz mm -hmm. that's really how we practice it. Mm -hmm. But but it's it's holding the tension between community day is beautiful and I I'm, I'm sure there are um I don't want to speak for them in any way but I'm sure there are multiple indigenous tribes with that would say that's wonderful, but, but separating it from this hurtful, painful, um, very misrepresented day, um, mm -hmm. in which, you know, we're forcing, we're forcing gratitude upon them in, in a way, right? I mean, even just the name Thanksgiving. Um, I mean, there, there are some people who practice it who are indigenous and others who don't. Like, sure. I, th I think there's a, a whole, there's a multiplicity of ways to engage the, the time of year in the same way that um, there are Seventh-day Adventists who don't celebrate certain Christian festivals, um, but they will use the biblical stories on which those festivals are based to try and do like evangelism or to retell a story to their kids or something mm -hmm. like that. 
Um, there's, there's multiple ways to do it. And I think that the thing that I've heard most often is twofold. First, that it's a call for us to clear-eyed re-engage the history and be respectful about that. And then second, it is to think through ways that in our present time, we can engage differently with Native people who are still alive. So not just to be taking this holiday as a historical experiment or a historical project, which is one way to do it. I think that's how we do it with Independence Day. But also to think about what are our contemporary responsibilities to the communities. And I so do you think that do you think that the way I, I would think the average American family celebrates or observes Thanksgiving is um, a, a, a dishonor? And if so, then how do we how do we begin to change it? You mentioned earlier uh, the idea of of getting rid of it. Um, you know, ostensibly and and or or morphing it into, I guess more of a more of an observance. But so so so, what are do you have some thoughts around then how that would look? Do we still get together at Thanksgiving, but we acknowledge this is kind of like predicated on a false narrative? Do we do we not celebrate an honor anymore? Like like like, what are what are what are some of the options you can see moving forward? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think all of those um, plus others. Like I, I see in the second link that I shared, there are some specific suggestions around um, doing research on indigenous communities in your area as and looking for the the projects that, that are important to them. So it might be, for example, if you're near a reservation that has long-standing issues with water. It could be that you use this holiday to think about what are the ways you can invest in a water, um, uh, clean water projects that serve that community. Um, but it, but mostly it's around, um, I think there are already people who observe it or practice it or retell the story at the dinner that acknowledges that the mythology isn't right and we were pretty much all misled about those foundational stories and they try to do some re-education at the table or they include in their time off some other ways of getting some of that history in. That's the struggle we have mm -hmm. right at, at our table. The struggle we have is the kids are still being taught in school a specific narrative. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the thing that blows my mind to this yep. day, that in school, it is just easier to go along with the Indians and the white savior, like conversation, or actually, you know, the- well, I thought it's the reverse. It's, it's the, the white reverse, people and the Indian right? savior. It's like, they saved us, but-, but And then we killed them. And, and then we, we killed then them, we killed right? Them. Like, right. <laughs> actually, I mean, we leave that horrible part out of the story, right? Right. I mean, but but our kids are still, I mean, I have three children still in elementary school mm. and they are still learning this mm. in elementary school. And I don't know, partially as a parent, I still feel feel paralyzed by that. Mm. And and then and then there's another piece that it's often left out, which includes the narrative on black slaves. Mm-hmm. So I remember exactly. in is it Virginia or North Carolina or somewhere where there's there's you know another um, 
a museum that honors the the settlers coming in mm-hmm. and i remember going um earlier in my 20s and then later in my 30s and in the interim they built a, an entire wing and a portion dedicated to the black slaves that came on the ship that helped everybody survive that was up to that yeah. point not included in the story right and it kind of sort of just blew my mind like i had i had no no idea um so you're right it's it's and, and i've read i've read online about different teachers posting that you know this is that they have started retelling the story to their kids that mm-hmm. they are starting to say all right this is what you've been told here's here's some additional facts about really what happened to to introduce that this is sort of a nuanced story yeah. it's not as straightforward as we've been led to believe and i think i would love for if listeners know about books especially children's books that that redepict that story i i would love to because we do a lot of talking at the table and but we you know with children you try to slowly unbind that you you don't just say like oh my gosh, all, everything you've learned about history is absolutely wrong. Like, I mean, some parents do and that's their choice. You know, we, mm-hmm. we try to like give additional details. Like, yes, they taught them to sow crops and, and the pilgrims, quote unquote, gave them blankets that were full of smallpox. Yeah, you know? when, you, when you introduce <laughs> the smallpox, is that like, is like, you know, third, fourth Thanksgiving and then the right. massacre is like 10, 10 I, Thanksgivings. I, 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 I kind of feel like this is adjacent to the conversation about how particularly as christian ministers both of you how you talk about the um the exodus narratives or battle narratives in the bible or even revelation and the war metaphors in there like it it feels off a piece it's a different context but it feels off a piece for how you share human nature violence destruction oh, mayhem. I don't- I don't hold back at all. I tell people right. all about the so, obscure stories. Well, but but I'm talking. So, of, of, but, but but you said you said people, and and Shannon's talking specifically about children. So I think there's a way in which you can do. You can be real. You can set yes. up an environment, and even the idea of not talking to kids about wars tells me that we're in a society that is extraordinarily privileged, where they don't have firsthand experience of that. Right. So there, there are communities where kids don't get introduced to war they live it and and so so there's that that whole sense of we are in a society that is in a different place many of us at least who are not like facing gun gun violence or gang violence every single day and so in in the context of all of this what you know so for me that is about presenting your values and and to your children right the values is to in that is to seek um the truth in history right and to to put the value of life above everything else and so yes to say yes there was some sharing of information and how to survive on this land was very much part of sharing of information what we did in return was not okay yeah. And and we need to own that. But what we're doing today is we're sitting and we're celebrating what we have, what God has graced us with, you know, 
in, in this place, whether or not it's good and right, fully true, and to be grateful. And those are, those are the community, the gratitude, you know, the, the family faith in football, right? <laughs> For lack of a better term, right? Yep. That's, that's I remember that. About, you know, um, and to be able to kind of hold those two things in tension is, is a lot of what just being American is about, right? Yeah. Rooting yourself in this truth and, your, and this value that life is important and truth is important, but also here's, here's not undervaluing to my children in that moment. I am really grateful for you. Mm-hmm. I'm really grateful to, for the life that we lead. And, and so, you know, just to kind of, I, I, I struggle with all of this. And I think to say to our listeners, it's, it's really okay to struggle with all of this. Mm-hmm. And to also on the day of Thanksgiving, be grateful right and and yes. to live and to live into that and we do that we do now i'll ask this like i know it's awkward we totally do the thing where we go around the table and we have to name something we're grateful for mm-hmm. y'all do that like i've been at tables where that's a thing now i'll also say we do that at every meal <laughs> i was i was about to okay. say there, there was a chunk of time a few years where that was part of our breakfast ritual we yeah. realized that given our schedule, there's no way we're going to all ever be together for dinner. Mm-hmm. So breakfast was our family meal and, mm-hmm. and we kept a journal, a gratitude journal. We did too. Yep. And, and we went around and we all said things we were, we were grateful for. I actually, I actually found it a couple of years ago. Okay. I don't know where it is right now, but it was fascinating to see sometimes you could not distinguish between what eight-year-old joy said and what i said we were mm-hmm. we were often thankful for the same things oh. we write we do write our names in it so that's interesting yeah we wow. we we did too but the content was about the same yeah um, so sweet you know uh yeah. so so it, it it's and you're it only a- allowed to get the meal once a week because it's really easy to be like i'm thankful for this delicious steak mm. Mm. you know like so mm-hmm. you get you get food one time a week <laughs> Mm-hmm. We didn't. No, we we never put that restriction on because then both I I would suffer the most if that restriction was, was was put in place. And and there were some days where honestly, that's all I really could be thankful for. Well, because it was a rough time. And I mean, that's that's the thing. Yeah. Like for Derek and I, that that's a really hard practice because there are some days that yeah. are hard, and you're like, I'm thankful for this moment. Like mm-hmm. I am thankful to be with our family. Um, so that one didn't have restriction. The like, I'm thankful we're having mashed potatoes tonight. Like that's, that had a restriction. We have a lot of trees, like I'm thankful for trees. So I, I'm always like, what seat are they sitting in and what's out the window? Listen, you know? listen, the planet's burning. We should be thankful for trees. We should be thankful for trees. I'm not like, but I, but I, think, I think that that's part of, you know, if, if you are a lover of this holiday as well, and, and, you know, this, this wasn't a year where we discussed, um, or we didn't have time to discuss the like hard people at the table, right? And how you mm. love your racist uncle and, you know, whatever. Um, which, you know, there's a difference <laughs> between love and holding accountable. Let's just name that right. Of course. Of course. Um, there you go. But, you know, but, but. Call the, back to uh, Accountability Man from last week's show. Accountability yeah. Man. Yeah. Not a superhero. Should be, but not. Definitely. Um, 
but nonetheless, I think, I think there is a way, you know, we have in our family, like tried to the best of our ability, extending that through the year. Um, Bill Maher did a great, um, Ugh, you know how I feel about Bill Maher. I know, but Again. he did, honestly, listen, this past, this past show, because it was the last one of they did of the year. I was like, who, who, who slipped some pixie dust into his, his marijuana spliff because he actually talked about when you go to Thanksgiving this year, try not to win it. Mm. We have to come to terms with the fact that, you know, there are folks on quote unquote the right who we will never understand they, they're thinking. And, and for them, us on the left, they'll never understand who we are and what motivates us. But the point is, we're becoming so polarized at this point that, that the fact that we are having conversations in this in the political and cultural sphere right now about another civil war is like we think it's ridiculous but we don't know right so so he he actually had this whole thing about we've got to get to that place where we we don't have to agree but we have to accept and we have to try to understand and start at thanksgiving and i was like who the hell is this talking right now well, so, so my, my question is more that seems to be more of a stretch for american culture than don't go to black friday shopping because i feel like this yeah. is not at its core a libertarian nation culturally speaking mm -hmm. At its at its core, it's just not a, a, a country that does not try to win, that does not try to get its particular um, cultural so, modes established elsewhere on the planet. So we've been watching. I, I'm I'm empathetic, but I, I just I think it's a big a big call. But but yeah. it's but it's a necessary one. It's yeah. it's one that if we don't try to actually put into motion that we like this we think things are unraveled now no we have we have no idea and we can't rely on you know the politicians and the folks at the top to Agreed. to to stop that unraveling we've got to be the ones that that do it and we've got to a point where you know as you've heard many people say even even <laughs> even when folks disagree politically there was still this sense of Americanness that kept us together, and now even that's gone. You've seen folks at, at, at Trump rallies with "I'd rather be Russian than Democrat," and all just kind of craziness because it's it's been that sort of it's, it's where we've gotten to, and we've we have the opportunity to turn that around, and it begins with family. It does begin with family. I mean, and 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 the extended family, right? Like, the, yeah, and and I I mean there's there's reasons to not be in contact with extended family that are healthy and good boundaries right yes. um and i i am not talking about that at this point there what we're talking about are political differences not not being around people not that safety issues not safety right. issues thank right. you right. thank you yes um, yes and and it comes through and i say this all the time to my parishioners don't talk about the things that i mean I, I hate that phrase like the the it more unites us than divides us right mm. but but absolutely start by talking about the people that you have in common that you love mm. absolutely yes. go with that 
and and just have that day be about community and be yeah. and next time you know somebody brings up the politics because they just can't help it just say you know what i i would really love to not have that conversation today I you don't know. promote gossiping, but that would be a really good day to gossip because everybody loves a good gossip. Well, I mean, right? Like, let's <laughs> let's, let's but, you gossip about your cousin and your your I uncle. Mean, I you absolutely know. You gossip about the other people not in the room with you at that moment. I don't listen again. I like, don't. As the person at that the subject of that gossip, I say go for it because yes, I'm there. I I do so not about me all you want. I can't. I, I don't agree. <laughs> I don't agree with the principle of gossip at all. I do not. It's not healthy. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, I, like. But what if, what if you were to flip it? Like another discipline from Keisha that I get to practice before I promote it to other people. But what if it were, I'm thankful for Ogun's ability to provide ridiculous scenarios that can help us to think about things. Like, what, what, if, what if it were that kind of. Uh, and gossip like positive so i'm thankful for it we, one of the <laughs> questions that we didn't get to is are you grateful for hardships and keisha <laughs> one of my greatest hardships <laughs> are we grateful for the tangents Ogun takes us yes that. you are yes you are i i know that you are um it's i don't want to let the time flip up but if i can just throw this in there the, the yeah. point that you made shannon around feeling paralyzed or stuck with regard to what your kids are learning in school. Mm -hmm. Okay. I feel like this is an opportunity to organize with other parents because I cannot believe yes. you're the only parent who, who feels some dissonance between what you now know and what you're seeing in your kids' homework. So maybe there's an opportunity to just ask around the, the parent cohort and see who else has questions and maybe some of the resources that come in after this show could be resources that you offer to your teachers. And I, I absolutely agree. I, I struggle with energy, right? Like I, and, and this is one of those, I said this pre-show, like this is one of those areas where I just haven't had necessarily the time and the energy to devote to this, the way that my principles come down on. Mm -hmm. um, and that needs to stop and that's on me. Mm -hmm. But I, um, I, cause I often switch to, how am I as a, as a spiritual leader and as a church leader supposed to help my congregation respond, right? And, and there's, a, there's another side of that, which is the way that we're gonna really deal with this is to get an, a, a whole new generation of children that understand the true narrative, that understand the, the, the true history of what took place. Uh, okay, yes and no, et cetera, et cetera, right? Like, but, but we're, Remember, this is this is primarily an audio podcast, Keisha. You can't, you can't, you can't yeah. do okay, faces and body you, language because Keisha was violently <laughs> shaking her head. She didn't do anything violently, but if she did, oh, she was like, having an epileptic <laughs> seizure or something going on over there. It was an inner note. <laughs> an inner note. I like that. Oh my, I'm stealing that. And, 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 and I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be really honest about parenthood here. Like. I, I, as much as you pick and choose your battles about what to yell at your children for and what to like double down on, the same thing happens with the school district, right? Or the, your teacher. Mm -hmm. 
like, sure. But you know what you do? You, you, you yeah. let the kids take the lead on this. Well, which like, is why we expand their history. Yeah. And right. Not just discount it. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Because so, they, ha they have to be in conversation with their teachers as well. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. They, they do have to do the assignment and they do yeah. have to do the thing. And, and so, you know, now our oldest is in middle school to be able to sit and, and in middle school, she's able to say to her teacher, you know, that that's not, you know, we, we need to hear the real story here, yeah. you know, versus in elementary school when, you know, those teachers are just exhausted and trying to do a mm -hmm. craft with some cut out, you know, turkeys. Turkeys and whatever. Right? Like, and turkeys. And let's be honest, like well, I love that I love those teachers and I and I don't think that, you know, but but it's but a, the, the other the other struggle. piece that we also have to be careful of is not especially with younger kids, how do we present the story without increasing their angst? Yes. Um and and tell a story that it's it's kind of really disastrous um without without making it like a horror story for them we i mean we 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 see kids now who are you know getting diagnosed with anxiety disorders around around the environment you know and and and, and things like that they're legitimately concerned and and worried so how do Isn't we that how an we appropriate response though was that? That's an appro appropriate response. It is an appropriate response to be and worried, yes, but not yeah, devolve so into like an anxiety disorder. That's, well, that's, no, that's, I'm, just, I'm just saying, I, I feel like that's an appropriate existential response to apocalypse. So if this is actually apocalypse, whether it's on environment or it's on gun violence because they are going through drills at the start of every school year, like there's really legitimate yes. existential crisis that these children are experiencing that we didn't have to. And I, I feel like the question is not, is their, is their response illegitimate, but what do we do with the response now that they have it? Because they're showing that they're taking it seriously enough to react to it at that level. So how do we surround them with community that allows them to move through that response? Which is, not which, to discount yes. the response. No, 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 which is I think part of the doling out truth slowly. Mm -hmm. right? right, exactly, like, exactly. Like that's part of, of teaching um, children in, in their context. I will also say just on that subject and then and then I'll you know we'll all give a final word it, you know our response as parents Derek and I's response as parents has been to to the best of our ability give our children coping mechanisms yes. yeah. to deal with their anxiety and not to shut it down yes. in any way right we're because not, I agree with we're not teaching enough resiliency how how to be yes, resilient we are teaching them resiliency start teaching and, that at four. and honest to god the gratitude journal was part of that. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Honest to God, that was one of our responses to our children's anxiety. Yeah. Was having a gratitude journal that we spent every day at the table saying, "Here's what was hard about today, mm -hmm. but here's what was good about today too." Mm -hmm. um, I'm not gonna lie. This this is why I'm not having more kids. Like this. There's there is. No, that's very I, real. Seriously. That's very like, real. The thought of it and and how do we. How, and, and it's not that we didn't teach joy resiliency or we didn't have these issues before, but they are so front and present now yes. that I can't imagine, you know, what, you know, how, you know, parents like you, Shannon, are, are, are navigating that with, with your kids. And I yeah. selfishly am so glad 
I don't have to deal with it. I got a 19 year old. So, you know, we got other issues to deal with. It is the reason I left therapy and went to the liquor store today. (laughs) 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 All right. God bless you. A big uh, thanks to our special guest, Keisha. We'd like to thank our, the originator of Pub Theology. Stop. Wait, no, stop. We got to do the, stop. Call in an audible. We got to go around and say what we're grateful for. Oh. This is, this is our Thanksgiving episode. It is our Thanksgiving episode. Okay. Yay. I'm happy <laughs> about that. I um, love that you're clapping and Keisha's like. Oh. <laughs> I'm just thinking. I'm censoring. <laughs> He's like, I'm an introvert who needs a minute. You should this question. <laughs> All right, Ogan, you start because you brought it up. Yeah, but I wouldn't think and my answer yet. No, I'm, just, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm employing the Meacham Weston rules, which is you which can't is... be thankful for the drink in front of you. Damn it. All right, <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I am, I am thankful. Um, I just wrapped up mentioning my daughter. I am thankful that um, she's in college and healthy and mm-hmm. happy and having a good time um it's 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 you know g- given what our last four years has been um i i'm truly grateful that she has come out as well as she has you know uh i can't imagine what it is to lose your mother at, at 15 um no no comprehension and and by all accounts she's doing great that is the thing that i am most thankful for right now yeah and we're rooting for her for sure to say no thank you yeah um i i think i'm still riding off a, a good weekend where i took the weekend and did not work in it and yeah. that's unusual lately so i'm thankful both for time time to be and breathe and be with people that I love and for art because mm. I spent like three hours on Sunday evening doing random painting. And thank you for sharing those uh, like on oh, social online. media. Oh, like, they were beautiful. Phenomenal. Oh, absolutely. Seriously. Thank you. Yes. I, 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 the Instagram's the only social media I have on my phone and they were absolutely gorgeous. Oh, thank you. Um, of course, you know, I mean, and this is, this is where doing gratitude every day is, is helpful. Um, of course, I'm grateful for my family, but I, you know, there are a community of people holding me up right now that probably have even no idea that they're holding me up, right? Mm-hmm. But that's the beauty of community is they don't even need to know that they're doing it. They just are. They just are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, today was a really hard day and this, I haven't, um, and, and so I, in extension of that, I'm about to get some time off, like a week off, um, not a sabbatical off, but a week off. (laughs) Um, and I'm, I haven't had more than 24 hours off in, in months. Um, and it's just the way I, I looked at Derek the other day and I was like, what did we do wrong? You know? (laughs) Um, but it's just the way the fall was just the way the fall went. Mm -hmm. And so I'm about to get a week off and I am so grateful for time and space. Um, That's, that's all, whatever comes of it, just time and space. So um, all of that. Enjoy. I won't send you any emails. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I probably won't look at that. I'm going to do really hard not to, not to engage, you know, like, because that's, the beauty of email and stuff is right. Send it on and I'll get to it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Turn, turn off all the alerts. Good for um, you. Yeah. And I actually don't have any. That's the beauty of 
like I, that that has been I've, i mean i've had years of slow i'm with you slow getting rid of mm -hmm. alerts getting rid of apps mm -hmm. getting rid of things Same. okay now can i start the closing ogan yes guest Keisha we'd like to thank the originator of Pup Theology um, Brian Burgoff and our producer Derek Weston connect and spread the word on social media listen anytime on SoundCloud Stitcher Apple and Google Podcasts watch us on YouTube Facebook and Instagram TV sign up on patreon.com slash PT live for more content tent and to find, I know, guys, I know. You were doing so well. Two lines left. You were doing so well. Like, almost made it so well. <laughs> find or create a pub theology in your town. Info at pubtheology.directory. No, pubtheology.com slash directory. And until next time, friends, drink responsibly and keep those conversations flowing. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> Take care, you. Oh, my God.